Yeah, I agree. But uh, now we're live. <laughs> now we're live. Okay. And uh, welcome back to the high kind. Sleepy. It's uh, David, Andy, and me, Huntley, uh, coming at you. Uh, Joe Exotic did not get pardoned. That limo uh, that was sitting outside the jail or wherever, waiting to pick him up, which was the most god awful, oh, no. gaudy limousine it was like a big fucking pickup truck limousine and it's just sitting there empty because the motherfucker didn't get pardoned i'm torn about this because at the same time it's just a little off off topic rant before we get into the show uh i don't think joe exotic deserves to be pardoned but i would have appreciated more joe exotic content for 2021 i mean we could have had a joe exotic trump 2024 ticket Yes, somebody. Yeah, somebody Is made the joke that the reason why he didn't pardon him was so he didn't have yes. to run against him in 2024. <laughs> That's even better. And I was just like, "Well played, Twitter human. Well played." <laughs> but how familiar? Familiar? <laughs> how familiar are you i'm not editing that out either that was like a pikachu type or yeah. pokemon name yeah. how familiar are you with tom cochran tom cochran mm, not at all not off the top of my head but not better no. with faces and names uh, well he wrote a glorious song called Life is a Highway. Uh, oh, yeah. Then, of course, I know it. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah, nobody knows who the fuck he is. Everybody thinks Rascal Flats when we think life is a highway right now. And unpopular opinion, I think the Rascal Flats version is actually better than Tom Cochran's version. I haven't heard it. It's it's not bad. It's it, The song is cheesy no matter who sings it. Yeah. But the Rascal, uh, Rascal Flats version... I think they have better voices, and I think it uh, sounds more full and robust. God damn it, now it's in my head. Oh, I know. It's infectious. Got uh, a mind virus. Get the shit out of here. Yeah, but I love that song, and that is the <laughs> title of tonight's episode. It's Life is a Highway, except for 666, and that's because we're talking about haunted highways tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're driving across the country, everybody uses the fucking interstate. Yep. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, look across the road sometimes while you're on the interstate, you can see uh, the old highways that we used to use as a country before the interstate system was introduced. And I've driven down Route 66. Mm-hmm. It's an, Me it, too. it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, very much like been tossed away into the past, but there's still some interesting things on there. Is anything still open? Yeah. 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 There's like, you can still find like weird, like gas stations that look from an era lost and and classic diners that, you know, should not be open. No, it is awesome. And there's ghost towns. It feels like driving uh, into a, another new small town like every couple of miles. I got to yeah. do that at some point. Yeah, no. Drive I, may, I may never come back. <laughs> drive Route 66 because we, we went through some like ghost towns and uh, like where there's just like just empty towns with maybe like three or four residents that used to be just big hubs. 
That sounds so cool. Yeah. So I love ghost towns. God, ghost towns are so cool. Oh, yeah, Drive Route yeah, 66, especially in the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. It, they feel like mm-hmm. frozen in time. It's, it feels That's like so you're, just, you're driving yeah. into the past. You're in and, a time capsule, basically. Yeah. You're basically in a little time yeah. capsule. Yeah. That's so, so cool. I wanted to give some history on Route 66. And that's the big one we're going to talk about. And then a little branch of Route 66, uh, uh, Highway 491. But it used to not always be called Highway 491. But the state of Missouri released its uh, 1926 state highway map with the highway labeled U.S. 60. And after the federal highway system was officially created, Cyrus Avery called for the establishment of the U.S. Highway 66 Association to promote the paving of the highway from end to end and to promote the travel down the highway. In 1927, in Tulsa, the association was officially established in Springfield, Missouri. And basically, Route 66 went from Los Angeles to Chicago. And It expanded, kept on expanding until really Eisenhower introduced the interstate system. And Eisenhower introduced the interstate system because he rode around in Europe during World War II on the Autobahn and realized how efficient it was, much more Mm -hmm. efficient. But Route 66 became just like a big traveling thing for people driving across the country. And that especially happened during the Dust Bowl when people would were leaving, you know, Oklahoma, Texarkana, Arkansas, that to head out west because it was agriculture jobs out there. Because basically the Dust Bowl eliminated the agriculture yeah, the of that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the Midwest. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fucking bad. Uh funny enough, my family uh came from the Dust Bowl. And relocate. They just didn't. They just went the opposite direction of. They didn't go to California. They headed out east. Uh, funny side note. I actually think one of my previous past lives was a farmer in the Dust Bowl. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like my da- my dad's family is from uh, the Oklahoma area, uh, and. I don't know why they didn't head out west, but hey, it plays out how it plays out. Yeah. But uh, basically, the traffic grew on the highway because of the geography, and it was passed through so much. So, And it was particularly flat, so there was no hills or anything that they had to. It was just basically a straight shot. And lots of businesses started popping up, little mom-and-pop shops, service stations, restaurants motor courts and they were super accessible to motorists and that's where most of these ghost towns when you pass through or they're just and they look the same it's really a cool experience like i encourage anybody that's driving across country even if it's not the most efficient but get off for a little bit and just drive route 66 you're going to see some cool stuff in my opinion Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't going to last forever, though, because Eisenhower did start the interstate system and the small businesses that were booming 
started to dwindle off as less and less people used the old highway system. And Route 66, it's been romanticized. There's been TV shows about it. There's been numerous songs written about it. There's been books written about it. But that's not what we're about. We can romanticize and we can talk about this shit all day, but we're about weird shit. Mm, yeah. And always. Aliens. Got to be aliens yeah, in this, right? Aliens. I didn't really find too many aliens on Route 66. I'm sure there are, <clears throat> especially because it passes through New Mexico. And the New Mexico patch, wow. the branch that branches off from Route 66 into New Mexico, gets a little fucking weird. Like, <clears throat> so I'll go over that. But I want to tell just a couple of little ghost stories about Route 66. And the first one that I found interesting was in Texarkana, where people say that they see ghosts wandering the small town that's off the highway of Route 66. And there's numerous ghosts. And the reason why they say this is because their spirits haven't really been put to rest. And that's because they were murdered by a serial killer who was never caught, by the way. And is, that, is that true? Yes. Like that, that happened? Okay. Yes. I just make sure it wasn't like a, you know, urban legend. An urban legend. Uh, <clears throat> but this, uh, the Phantom Killer, he was referred to, or the cases are referred to as the Moonlight Murders. And this comes from cool, interesting stuff. And the killer described by witnesses as wearing a white mask or sack with holes cut for eyes was dubbed the Phantom Killer or the Phantom Slayer, a name like so much about the case seemed readily made for drive-in theaters. Authorities believed he killed five people in 10 weeks, three including his first two victims survived their attacks. The first attack took place on February 22nd, 1946 on a secluded road outside the town. The Phantom approached Jimmy Hollis and Mary Jean Larry, a young couple parked in their car. He blinded them with a flashlight that held them at gunpoint and ordered them out of the vehicle. The Phantom then told Jimmy Hollis to remove his pants and proceeded to beat him severely, fracturing his skull. Damn. Wait, what year was this going 1946. on? 1946. Wow. Why remove his pants? I don't know. Distraction, probably. That's my the guess. Phantom then told Mary Jean Larry to run. When she scrambled towards the ditch, he told her to change course and run down the road. He then chased her down and sexually assaulted her with the pistol he carried before letting her run away again. In spite of the savagery of their attacks, both Hollis and Larry survived. Others were not so lucky. So he's ramping but, up. Yeah. Basically, yes, he was ramping up. In March, Richard Griffin and Polly Ann Moore were found dead in their parked car at the end of a secluded road. The couple, who had only been dating for six weeks, had dinner with Griffin's sister and boyfriend earlier that night. Griffin, 29, was a veteran who made his living in carpentry and painting. He was fatally shot in the back of the head. Moore, only 17, was living in a nearby boarding house with her cousin. She was fatally shot in the back of the head. So I agree. This was ramping up. He was ramping up and he just went mm -hmm. fucking full out. Yeah. And a few weeks later, they were joined by a young boy and girl, Paul Martin and Betty Joe Booker. 
Booker was the Phantom's youngest victim, only 15 years old. Martin and Booker had begun dating after a friendship dating back to kindergarten. Booker played the saxophone in a local band, and Martin came out to pick her up. Five hours later, Martin's body was discovered, and Booker's body would not be found for another six days. For another six days, lying two miles from Martin. In the first week of May, the Phantom Killer attacked what were his last official victims, a husband and wife in their farmhouse northeast of town. Virgil Starks was killed by two shots to the back of the head, but his wife Katie survived in spite of being shot twice in the face, having to run down the street to a neighbor's house to get help. And while the Phantom was on the loose, Texarkana was a city under siege. Residents armed themselves and curfews were set by local businesses. In spite of the involvement of the Texas Rangers, no conclusive arrest was ever made in connection. Was How old was the murders. last, how old was the uh, last couple? Didn't say how old, but they were married. So I'm going to assume like late twenties, early thirties. Cause so many of the others were so young and they were yeah. always couples. I was, I was, if they were yeah. older, that would be a weird <clears throat> deviation. Yeah. Deviation from his usual that, uh, but they spread wild. The killer's targeting of couples and lack of other identical motives, such as burglary revenge led many to believe that the killer was a sex maniac. And nearly 400 people were arrested in connection with the killings. Damn. Suspects included a Arkansas freshman who committed suicide in 1948 and an escaped German prisoner and an L.A. resident who believed that he may have committed the crimes while in a coma. Huh? Yeah. There was <laughs> I'm a, sorry? a person from Los Angeles that believed while he was in a coma, he committed these crimes. Coma walking. Okay, yeah. that's a new, that's a new one for me. Yeah. That's a new one for me. Yeah. Now, the only person that, you know, really was truly suspected of this was a man named Yul Sweeney, who was arrested in 1947 for auto theft. And he was speculated to be the Phantom. His wife confessed that he was, but by law, mm-hmm. she could not testify against her husband. Remember that Arrested Development skit that, where they thought mm-hmm. the husband couldn't testify against <laughs> uh, I love that show. The, I know, where, yeah, Lucille couldn't testify uh, against <laughs> George. So good. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, she recanted and did not confess and said she made it up. And Sweeney died in 94 without ever implicating himself of the murders. And his own criminal history was the uh, the car. Auto theft was what I saw. And apparently he was like, he got arrested, but he was in and out of jail for various other little petty crimes. But this is speculated why these ghosts wander around Texarkana because there's never been justice. Right. For what they endured. Nobody's ever been called for that. Mm. You mean to no. about it? <laughs> Fuck it, why not? <laughs> no, why not? What was the guy's uh Yul Sweeney? I'm probably Yule. mispronouncing it, but <clears throat> and this was the Phantom Killer? The Phantom and, Killer, yes. And this is what was the year again? Uh nineteen forty six uh because he only killed for a couple months. Nineteen forty six. Um, so there was a, it's a serial killer called the Phantom Killer in 1946. Do you know who I'm referencing? And you said Yule Sweeney? Mm-hmm. There was a man named Yule Sweeney that was suspected of being the Phantom Killer. Was Yule Sweeney the Phantom Killer uh, that murdered 
Young Couples in 1946. Hmm. Associated. Associated with, but not the killer. That's but interesting. Killer. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Well, maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was somebody yeah, he used to wife. run with, committed hey, crimes yeah. with, and he knew. Maybe it was the wife. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was the wife. Maybe she did it. I mean, we don't what fucking was, know. What was her name? Why not? Yeah, why not? This is entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah, this is entertainment purposes only, people. This is not, <laughs> yeah, don't, not anything. Yeah, yeah don't sue yeah. us. I didn't say his wife's name, just okay. Was Sweeney's was wife. Sweeney, was Yule Sweeney's wife the Phantom Killer? Okay, it's a stronger yes, but still not complete yes. So that maybe means she did maybe did did she know who the killer was? So she says yes, but that's interesting. Neither of them seem to be the one. Yeah, but they know. knew who it was. I bet you it was uh, somebody that ran with Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He maybe was an accomplice or something. Yeah, he knew who it was, but wasn't him. Mm. Now, this one's a little more lighthearted, and this comes from Mysterious Universe, and it's about uh, the Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff, Arizona. And they say Ooh, it's one of the most fancy. active paranormal cases off of Route 66. There are many ghost hauntings the hotel that's hard to keep track of, so let's jump right in with the hauntings of there. In 1970, three men robbed a bank, and although one of them was shot by a bank guard, the three of them decided to celebrate by grabbing a drink at the hotel's bar. <laughs> the man who was shot bled yeah. to death and died in the lounge. Employees <laughs> and customers have heard a disembodied voice in the lounge saying good morning as well as drinks and stools moving on their own. Why the fuck would you go? Like, oh if you are shot after robbing a bank, the last thing on my mind personally is going to a fucking bougie hotel and getting drunk. That's so awesome. I can just uh, imagine that's, it that's being like, He's probably like some reincarnated Viking. Like, oh, it's just a battle wound. No big deal. Fucking, Let's get fucking Just a flesh tonight. wound. It's fine. Yeah. Just a flesh wound. It's fine. What like, the hell? Oh. Yeah. Uh, and it just says good, good morning and, and <laughs> moves things around. Yeah. Good just morning. Good morning and moves things around. He's like an usher. He's just cleaning up. Cleaning. That would be convenient. And many people have also witnessed a ghostly couple wearing formal clothing and dancing in the cocktail lounge. Lounge. The couple seems happy in their afterlife, as though they're always seen smiling and laughing. Cool. Mm. This place doesn't sound so bad so far. I mean, you got happy ghosts, a guy that says good morning and cleans up and moves things around. It sounds cool Mm -hmm. to me. A little boy has been frequently seen roaming around the hallway of the hotel. Even children have reported seeing his ghost. And while some people have heard the boy's voice as if he's talking to his mothers, others have felt him grabbing their hands is believed that he is a friendly spirit who just wants to play with the children who are staying at the hotel. Employees who work at the front desk, as well as several housekeepers, have reported seeing a polite elevator attendant asking them, which floor may I take you to? And they see his ghost hand closing the elevator gate. Wow. <laughs> and while the spirits I mentioned 
seem to be quite friendly. The basement is an entirely different vibe. There's allegedly a shadow man who haunts the hotel's basement, who stands behind employees as delivery men. And witnesses have said that the shadow figure is over six feet tall and makes them feel very uncomfortable. They also claim to hear crying babies, even though there's no infants around. It just had to get oh, dark, didn't it? Fuck the ice. Crying babies, crying ghost babies, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That reminds me of Dead Space. Oh, I know. I was thinking yeah, that too. I was like, what's baby a creepy monsters. baby? Dead Space. The baby yeah. monster things. Yeah, I remember Dead Space. The, I forgot about game. those. Yeah, oh, that is a good game. Yeah, that oh, was God. a very good game. Yeah. <laughs> now, these are from Oklahoma, also off of Route 66, and in Claymore, Oklahoma. And this comes from Legends of America. Long ago, a Native American student was attending the military academy of what would later become Roger State University. Like we have heard, unfortunately, many times in the past, the youth was accidentally killed during a hazing ritual. Obviously, his spirit's not as peace as he is said to haunt the halls during the midnight hours. Many can hear his footsteps in the otherwise empty building, and two janitors have reported hearing these odd footsteps as well as toilets flushing and an empty bathroom and other strange phenoms throughout the building. And this is from El Reno, Oklahoma. If you're traveling the mother road between Weatherford and El Reno, Oklahoma at night, keep your eyes open because legend has it that this is a part of the old mother road is a haunted by an elderly humped back man said to appear in a brown trench coat wearing a bogey style hat that pulls down over his eyes and he's often been spotted walking across the old highway especially on foggy rainy nights and reportedly one person picked this old figure up wet evening and the eerily little man wouldn't talk to him soon the vagabond tried to jump out of the moving car the driver immediately pulled over to the side to let him out only to spot the man walking again several miles ahead of the driver down the road Another person said that they thought they had hit the man with their vehicle, but when they stopped to check on him, there was no one there. <clears throat> it's Igor. It's Igor. Igor. Yeah. yeah. He's losing that too. <laughs> yeah. That are quite. That would fucking creep me out picking up a, a like. This is going to sound cold, but I'm going <laughs> to say it anyways. If I saw an elderly old man, because it's well documented, I already have issues with the elderly. But if I saw an elderly man with a hump walking down the goddamn road, I'd pass him. I'd be like, David wouldn't. No, David wouldn't. David, David would not. Uh, They'd be like, come oh, on can... in, Igor. Where are you going? <laughs> let's have an adventure actually let's i should tell one together. of my stories at the at the end of this and go for one me. of them yeah go for it no just just do it or now no right now okay all right uh okay this this is more of like a ghost thing or is the weirder one uh so this was in the south I'm not gonna say where um, and I was kind of heading over to a friend's house after work and I parked at like an, like an old gas station that was closed down, but 
Um, and I was calling someone for some reason, uh, for a couple minutes and there was no one else on this country road. It's kind of like a, yeah, a little bit of a rural area. And I see this car swerve just, there was like a tight corner a little way, maybe a quarter mile away. This car just swerves and then flips over into the ditch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I went over there to make sure someone's okay. Right. And this girl kind of walks out of the ditch and she was like very dazed and everything. And, um, so I called the cops, you know, they came and checked out the car and everything. Um, and she decided that she wanted me to drive her to a hotel because she didn't want to go home. There's like a specific hotel she had in mind. So I was like, Why okay, you? Sure. I, I know. Right. I don't know. The cops was, could... Oh yeah. They, I, and I had asked her like, it's like the cops can just take you too. If you want, she's like, no, I don't feel comfortable going with the cops. I want to go. With I, get, I mean, I get that. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> So I talked to her like a little bit when the cops were around and, or before they showed up actually. Um, and she was saying, and then also when we were driving around and she had me drive around like kind of all over the place in this, in this town, um, eventually like picking out a specific bank that she needed to withdraw some money from. Um, so it was just like a whole 20, 30 minutes of me that's just like driving around and avoiding this hotel for a little while. And we were talking and it was just, a weird conversation. Um, I don't remember exactly like everything, but she said something along the lines of like the car was haunted and she was trying to get rid of it. Whatever was haunting this car or just like the Damn. car itself. She was trying to get rid of. You got the and... best hitchhiker stories. God, he <laughs> really <know>. does. <laughs> and so the car was haunted and then <laughs> she asked for my phone number um, cause she wanted to send me like a copy of a text she was sending to one of her family members. I don't know why. So I was like, okay, here's my phone number. She sends me this cryptic ass fucking text <laughs> of something about like, like someone has done something that she doesn't know if God can forgive them or not. And like someone has made a terrible mistake and just asking for forgiveness. I'm just like, but it was completely nondescript. And I just, did you answer attribute it to anyone? No, I no Fuck. No, I didn't say shit about that. When I read that, I was just like, I'm not touching this. I'm already in like neck deep into this. I'm not about oh, to the haunted no. car. And yeah, Haunted okay. car, weird texts, weird like religious, like pent up tension with her and her family, and some crazy shit. And um, interesting, yeah. So I eventually dropped her off at the the hotel and never heard from her again. Um, <laughs> it was just fucking weird. Like the whole experience was yeah. kind of surreal. Yeah. So <sighs> yeah, damn. Yeah, that's the weirdest hitchhiker. I mean, she wasn't really that's a hitchhiker. Weird. She was like kind of in, you know, need, and no, there's no one else around. It's not just hitchhikers. You just randomly talk to people that are just <laughs> very interesting. True. This is very true. Yeah. yeah, you just find them. You have like a radar for them, or they have a radar for you. Maybe I don't, I don't know. Radar for weird. Maybe well, I am the like the beacon that they are. <laughs> <laughs> what were 
But the reason why I wanted you to say that and tell that story is because there's some stories in here about a branch of Route 66. And uh, this is from Dangerous Roads. And Route 66-6 was its original name. It was known as the Devil's Highway or the Highway to Hell or Satan's Highway. Mm. It is a lonely desert stretch of road meandering through about 200 miles of rugged, sweeping desert wilderness with a long history of accidents and apparitions. The road is asphalted across several states. It starts in Utah and extends to Gallup, New Mexico. Uh, I've been on this road as well. Uh, I didn't, I didn't experience anything weird, but when I was driving, uh, back to California, I went through Gallup, uh, New Mexico. Hmm. I stayed at a hotel. I stayed at a hotel in Gallup. Uh, have you been on it, David? <clears throat> no, not that yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Gallup wasn't a really, a, Gallup was kind of a smaller-ish town from what I remember. I was only, I, I didn't. I stayed overnight and didn't really explore it too much. Mm -hmm. It's but, so common to name places that are haunted, like with devil or or Satan or oh yeah, like it's, whatever. It's such an like, easy. It's yeah. such an easy. Yeah. It's such they an easy. All the end. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't realize it at the time because I was on. I never. They had changed the name by the time I had driven on it. Mm. And. Yeah. Bad advertising. <laughs> yeah, it's bad advertising. But the road, the road was renamed Route 491 because in the Book of Revelation, 666 symbolizes the mark of the beast prophesied by Jesus and God, whatever. I don't, it's been years since I've read John. And, uh, yeah, John. Yeah, John Daniel? the Revelator. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel as well, I believe. I believe. But there's a. There's been some weird shit on there, and this is from hellhorror.com. Pretty cool website. <laughs> I liked it. Hell I liked yeah. it. I, I stumbled across it, and I was like, I really <laughs> like this site. The highway is about 200 miles and starts in the city of Monticello, Utah, and runs to the city of Gallup. You may also enter the highway from the southwestern region of Colorado State. The highway contains beautiful, gorgeous scenery with nicely situated rocks and tall cactus plants, the desert, and other breathtaking views. Highway 66, uh, 666 is probably the most famous road in North America, but many travelers try their best to avoid this haunted road or highway. See, I didn't know it was fucking haunted when I went down it. And, it, and they're, they're, they're true. It's, it's kind of a pretty path, like the hills and the desert. I liked it. I love the desert. I think I, I really want to visit. I, I've never actually been to one. I really, yeah. really want to go to yeah, one. Deserts are nice. awesome. <clears throat> if you know, if there was broadband internet and like I could find a way to make money just staying in the desert, I live in the desert. I don't give a shit. Yeah, just be a writer. Just live in the desert. Yeah, just be a writer. Mm -hmm. Live in the desert. Yeah, uh, but. They claim it's cursed because it has an extremely high amount of fatalities on the road, and many people have referred to the highway as the Devil's Highway. The United States renamed it to Route 491 in 2003 because Christians believe that the number 666 is the number of the beast. The scary part is that after the highway was renamed to U.S. Route 491, 
Some believe that the numbers of accidents and deaths reduced because people are no longer scared while driving on the road, and thus they're more focused on the road. Some people also believe that there are fewer accidents because 491 does not lure the same evil spirits. That's an interesting idea. 666. Yeah, what if it's like a thought form, an egregore that was like being given energy to, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, possibly, maybe. or they're just uh, like we'll close it out with something that the Washington Post said about it like years ago. But here's some strange things that people have claimed to see on Highway 66, Route 491. A black sedan that appears out of nowhere chases individuals driving down the highway and gives them a terrifying sense of fear when the sun sets. The car is now known as Satan's sedan because the car only comes out after sunset and headlights appear out of nowhere. The driver comes as fast as they can until their vehicle cannot go any faster, but Satan's sedan appears to be catching up to them regardless. Some people pull over to let the chasing car pass them, and that is exactly what the ghostly car does. It zooms by them. Is it a hybrid? Does, does he go conscious? No, or? no, no. The hybrid wouldn't be able to go that fast. I've never seen a hybrid that be able to fucking catch up that fast. Uh, I kind of want to get the devil's hybrid. killed on my car now. Yeah. The devil, Satan's sedan. I yeah. get some. I did not see Satan's sedan when driving through or driving on the highway. People also reported time loss and disappearance where individuals who drove on the road will sometimes disappear without a trace. Most of the time, there's no evidence that indicates the individual missing was ever on the road, whereas in some cases, articles belonging to the individual are found. Some people have disappeared for a few hours or several days and have reappeared to not having any memory where they were. So I could have very well disappeared on this highway. And it just came few, out, and I don't remember it. I got a few more. We got the um, the Moloch minivan. The you Moloch minivan. The, <laughs> the Asmodeus automobile. The Asm- uh, let's see. The Asmodeus Acura. 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 <laughs> Acura. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, David, oh, who's Belphegor? He was the shit demon, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Belphegor Buick. <laughs> <laughs> like an old shitty Buick. You know the kind I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, I do. really shouldn't be running anymore. But somehow. What's, a, what's a demon that starts with H? I was thinking about that too. Because oh, that needs to the, be a uh, The Lucifer Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, hmm. oh. I can't think of a demon that Man. starts with H. I'm Not sure at the top one. of my head. Not off the top of my head, no. Mm-mm. Hold on, I think. Uh, actually, I could. You could go to cultworld.com. They have a whole yeah. database. You can also bust doing that. that dictionary. That's true. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Well, it's not near me. Hell. Okay. Huh. Hell. Just hell. 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 Hell's Hummer. <laughs> hell. Hell's Hummer. Hell's Hummer. The Hell Hummer. Yeah, the Hell Hummer. Now. Others have said they took longer on Highway 666 than anticipated, longer than the GPS indicated, but cannot explain the loss of time. (laughs) 
There's one legend of a pale little girl wearing a whitish color gown standing on the side of the road looking sad, but with an unnerving expression. Some people saw her in the desert. Some people have stopped their vehicle to approach her. But as soon as they approach her, she disappears into thin air. The little girl is not hostile, but there's a great deal of hostile spirits that haunt Highway 666. Any women in white? Just curious. I'm sure there's there's women in white is such like we talked about. Yeah, so they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure somebody's seen a woman (laughs) in white there. Uh, Some people have encountered complications with their vehicles, where their vehicle may overheat, have a flat tire, or have an evil spirit in a semi truck driving at them with an extreme high speed. Others have reported being hit by this ghostly semi truck as it purposely aims for their vehicle while others pull over to the curb and let it pass. I also did not see a haunted semi truck, mm. but if I did, I would pull my hand to try to get it to honk its horn. <laughs> <laughs> David, what kind of car was that woman driving in your, uh, your story? Oh God. I can't remember. It was a four door yeah. sedan of some kind. <clears throat> uh, I didn't uh, don't remember the make a model. All right. I've, maybe it you know, was a, sedan. I don't know. The, the possessed car is a common trope, though. Maybe it's for a reason, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christine. Yeah. Yeah. Christine. It's a very common trope. Yeah. Supernatural had an episode one, I think. Yes, it did. Uh, Futurama had one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Yep. Forgot about that. Yeah. And now this one, th- these last two are the most interesting ones to me. But many people have reported seeing a pack of vicious dogs that are threatening and are called the hounds of hell by the highway drivers and passengers. The hounds of hell can run as fast as the vehicles at a high speed. The dogs are also known as supernatural beasts. They're responsible for numerous traffic accidents as they can shred moving vehicles, tires with the sharp knife, like teeth. What are these like fucking Wolverine dogs with fucking adamantium teeth? They're hellhounds, man. Yeah. Okay, easy fix. <clears throat> Anytime you go there, bring a sack full of Baconators from Wendy's, throw them out the window, and then they'll let you pass, and then eventually they'll, they'll be your hellhounds, you, and, and you can just command them, and you could <laughs> slowly build them out. I mean, it's, you just condition them with Baconators. It's baconators. Like, you know? I don't think a hellhound's going to be conditioned with a Baconator. I think you're going to have to up the ante a little bit that's right there. Of, yeah. That's a lot of bacon. Beer. Get the fucking ribeyes. I'm not going to get a baconator for if I saw a hellhound. They're dogs. They're dogs. They don't. They don't. They don't care. They just. They just want. They want American. They want American processed cheese like food products, and and they want. (laughs) And they want bacon, and meat that is probably only seventy percent beef. That's what they want. Okay, oh, that's my, that's make, making me nauseous. Just th- that's just making me nauseous <laughs> thinking about it. Oh, I like how I like how like you could show me like the grossest fucking horror movie in the world, and I'm just like, yeah. but you talk yeah. about fucking overprocessed meat and fucking cheese. I'm just like, oh, that makes me feel sick. Pink slime, baby. Oh, oh, oh disturbing. God, <laughs> those videos. Oh, those videos, man. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's like, cracked me up. Like I don't. I've watched just ridiculously gross shit. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember like 
there's been all sorts of gross out internet videos that people have gotten me to watch and I've just been like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But the pink slime shit it's so bad. Grossed me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is so my f- this is my favorite story. Uh, but this comes from a woman named Linda Dunning who wrote about an incident with her husband and apparently there was a man driving down Route 666 late at night and in the distance they saw a burning truck flying towards them with no signs of stopping so just a truck on fire <laughs> just a Hell fucking yeah. truck on fire just ghost rider coming at you yeah basically ghost rider redneck ghost rider the redneck ghost rider um, <laughs> damn it and uh, he, the husband quickly pulled to the side of the road and walked into the desert about 20 feet from the car in order to let the flaming truck pass after it raced packed him raced past him he got back his in, in his car and continued so my thing is is like why are you not questioning that even more if i saw just a truck on fire driving down the road yeah. i wouldn't just be like no way i'm just gonna let this pass me i'm i would be i would be a little <laughs> curious personally i would just be like how does this work how do you see outside these flames like if you're driving at night and you turn on the fucking interior light, you're almost blinded. How the fuck? I love how literal you're being about that. I know, I can't help it. How the fuck are you seeing in those flames? If Even if you're a fucking specter of some sort, that would have to be blinding. Oh. <laughs> because he's Nicolas Cage. That's who's driving. Because he's Ghost Rider. But he rides and a motorcycle, so the light. He's the magical man. He can do anything he wants. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. Clearly, Fair enough. look I, at the I, movies I, he makes. You, he has powers of some sort. You know I don't, what all of this is reminding <laughs> me of with all these vehicles and shit is Twisted Metal. Twisted oh, Metal. Remember that game? Oh, God. Yeah. Sweet Twisted Tooth. Metal. Yeah. Thumper. I, I, I was to, always Thumper. You remember I used that name when we <laughs> yeah. did uh yeah that's funny. yeah I do <laughs> yeah Sweet Tooth was my favorite yeah Thumper sure. uh, I was always Thumper mm-hmm. David who were you I can't awesome. remember I I need to look up the vehicles Axel I miss those games I know the lo- they're oh yeah they were super fun like there no, was wasn't Axel there I think was Spectre was speaking it. of games yeah. of that design that battle royale type there was one speaking of demons that was for spawn do you remember that it took place mm-hmm. in the spawn universe oh. i can't remember what that was called i played the shit out of that it was the same same format like battle royale choose your character uh mm-hmm. on a map like twisted metal it was really cool yeah god spawn yeah that influenced me from a young age Oh yeah, yeah. Spawn was awesome. Yeah, for Spawn sure. was an awesome comic book. Now, we're just gonna. This is uh, while we've been talking about the weird shit of this highway. There was a Washington Post article about it in 1995 before it was renamed to Route 491, and 
The Post said this, Route 666 was constructed in the 1930s and 1940s and received its number instantly enough as the sixth roadway to be built directly off old Route 66. In 92, however, the state of Arizona moved to abolish Route 66 within its boundaries, renaming the portion that ran south to 191. An Arizona State Highway Department spokesman, Walt Gray, insisted that while the move might have been to pacify a few vocal religious groups, it was primarily made to have more consistency in the way our route numbers were established. A citizen's petition petition drive is underway to rename the rest of Route 66, which begins in Gallup, New Mexico, and blazes 85 miles to Shiprock and then cuts across the southwest corner of Colorado to Utah. Many of the residents living across Route 66 say they try not to be superstitious. With the passing years, however, the significance of the number was not lost onto the imagination. Eventually, a sinister nickname evolved, the Devil's Highway. So strong is the satanic association that the road played a small role in the controversial Oliver Stone movie, Natural Born Killers. Mm. You remember the opening of Natural Mm. Born Killers where they were driving down Route 66. Yeah. Yeah. Been a while, but yeah. Yeah. That's actually what made me want to do this episode was (laughs) Natural Born Killers. Nice. (laughs) Now, in the spring of 1993, The Four Corners region where Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah, and Colorado touch was visited by the deadly hantavirus, a puzzling illness that swiftly claimed the lives of several healthy teenagers and strong athletes living in the area. Always known as a highly spiritual place with the traditional Navajo emphasis on the sun, the corn, the mountains, and the livestock, the untimely deaths brought a fresh sorrow to the residents. And in the mind of believers, the episode only added to the region's mystique. I don't like it out here. It gives me the creep, said trucker Alan Rochester of Alice, Texas, who was driving from Laredo to Salt Lake City and stopped for a weight check in Shiprock. It's a beautiful road, nice asphalt, great scenery, but I'm glad when I can get off of it. This is the country popularized by author tony hillerman whose mystery novels feature joe lee Port and jim chi navajo tribal police officers exploring the surrounding caves and canyons in search of outlaws or ghostly apparitions there are long stretches of sage bush and mesas punctuated by small communities with the names like buffalo springs and little water and signs advertise bingo games and services at the united pentecostal indian church now, from what I'm gathering, everybody just thinks this is just superstitious nonsense. Like, even the residents who live off of it mm-hmm. are just like, whatever. Who cares? It's the, Of course, it's the religious right. It's just like, you gotta <laughs> change this name. The Church yeah. of Satan should move their headquarters. That would make sense. Yeah. Take it back. I mean, they're all about publicity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Now, perfect. Mm. Far more signs trumpet the possibility that there's things going here. There's a lots of uh, the extent of alcohol problems here is evident in New Mexico. 
from their police records. The two counties traversed by Route 666 McKinley and San Juan rank as the most dangerous counties in New Mexico to drive in based on alcohol-related accidents, hmm. said Lieutenant Farron Sagato of the Gallup Station. In this land where many people cannot afford a vehicle and hitchhiking is commonplace and pedestrians are involved in about 75% of the 15 to 20 traffic fatalities occurring each year on this road. Many have been drinking and there's a, a huge amount of a county of 65,000 people. Police arrested nearly 2,500 intoxicated drivers Damn. a year. Whoa. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So basically, you have the circumstances of poor people that can't afford vehicles. That's one thing I will say about the area of New Mexico where this is close to. There's a lot of reservations. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of shanty. uh, A lot of poverty. Yeah, a lot of poverty. Yeah. With indigenous people and other people. And because there's not a lot of jobs, not a lot of, not a lot of anything there. You know, they stuck them in no man's land. I mean, yeah. So think of it that way. Uh, People are drunk. People can't afford cars. They're driving. So the people that can't afford cars are drinking too much and people are walking down this road. So people are dying on it. There's accidents happening. A lot of death, a lot of death either way. Right. You know, and and I do believe death can, can create like lots of concentrated death in a spot in a certain area can cause the veil to kind of thin a little, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing with, you know, serial killer houses or or whatever, you know, any haunted place often mass death is usually, um, battlegrounds, things like that. So that could be, it really is that. All these uh, tragic things could be happening for a reason that the land could be cursed or they curse the land with their drinking and accidents yeah, of killing people. Chicken versus egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. one came first? Yeah, yeah. It's basically chicken versus egg mm-hmm. is which one came first. We don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I can see that with the deaths amounting with hitchhikers and drunk drivers and being a small town where there's not a lot going on where these stories could kind of fester and become more than absolutely just drunk drivers and hitchhikers getting ran over that's also how the, the people in that town probably like deal with that trauma of this happening so much that you know probably most people know someone you know who Mm -hmm. who dies every year from that right (laughs) Instead of saying Ned down the street fucking ran over my brother, they're just like black sedan Satan. Yeah, I mean, people do that, you know, when they're in any coping. coping Yeah, it's a coping mechanism, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, when we're done with this, I have something else. Okay, go for it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay, so I'll go. Um, Yeah, so I looked into a little bit about like haunted highways, like right before we did this, just. I'd like never really looked into that much. Um, and there's one in Hong Kong that kind of oh, cool, 
plays off of this, like what we were just talking about. And it's called Tunmun Road. And it is a circular road, kind of goes along the coastline, uh, built in 1977 when Britain still controlled Hong Kong. Uh, On this, it's like a 14-mile stretch of road. Um, and there's been hundreds of car crashes over, like ever since it was constructed. Um, some of them were attributed to poor road design with poor quality uh, construction materials, and like the geography of the area just requires like really narrow roads. Mm-hmm. So it's just not a good place to drive in general. Um, but there have been other crashes that people claim. Uh, to happen because uh, ghosts would either walk into the road or beside the road and drivers would kind of swerve um, and crash into something or go crash, fly off the edge of the road. Um, <clears throat> and people who have survived car crashes have kind of confirmed these ghost sightings as well. Um, in addition, tourists who have no prior knowledge of the road or the area or its history have also reported seeing ghosts along this road. That's important. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, some drivers the they have no yeah. perceptual programming about no bias. any of it. Yeah, they yeah. have no prior knowledge about it at all. <clears throat> That's a very important thing. Yeah. yeah, um, and then there's some drivers that claim that they have mysteriously lost control of their vehicle on this road. Um, or the Teslas. Local... Sorry. Ooh, maybe. Because <laughs> Tesla has all those problems with the uh, autopilot, just kind of. We you know, out. ramming them in the back of a fire truck or something. Uh, yeah, right. Anyway. Um, yeah, so locals believe the road is evil and haunted by the spirits of those who died there. And the ghosts are building in numbers as more people die. Um, um, and, yeah. and they think mm-hmm. that... Again, chicken versus egg. Yeah, chicken <clears throat> versus egg. Um, they don't think all of the ghosts there are evil, but the ones who cause the crashes, they think, have evil intentions. Um and one of the worst crashes on this stretch of road was in 2003 when a truck driver lost control of their vehicle and crashed into a passenger bus which sent it flying oh, no. over the guardrails and fell 115 feet down a cliff oh side. my god how and many people were in that 21 people Man. died in that Jesus. and it has been declared Whew. the deadliest road accident in all of hong kong's history and jesus christ yeah um, yeah. So, is it just so the geography of the, the road, or like, like how it's? Is it just? It I know it's like it's everything. Coastal, it's just a it's combination coastal. of problems. And... It's a combination of like the lanes are narrow, and then they used like bad quality yeah. materials to make the roads. And, and I always look yeah. at those kind of roads in movies and stuff, and I'm like, God, that'd be so fun to drive on. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I lost control, you're you're dead. You're just going right exactly. off a cliff. There's no surviving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you don't yeah. get a second chance. You just, no. you're just gone. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Oh. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think, uh, I think the stories are interesting. There's many more highway hauntings across the country and many just haunted roads. And I would like to go back over them. But I wanted to, I, I felt like I wanted to do this one because I have driven down both these roads. So I had yeah. to kind of put perspective mm-hmm. and that's what fascinated me about it. Cause 
I assure you, uh, driving down Route 66, I did not encounter anything. And I did not encounter anything on 491, even though if I saw a flaming truck, I probably would have been very literal while asking. Be like, how yeah. the fuck can you see? <laughs> I think it's cool doing these geography ones, like the lakes and the highways and stuff like yeah. that. We should do one on forests at some point. Oh, yeah. Forests is definitely yeah. on the agenda. It's going to yeah. come after the cattle mutilation episode. Because then there's obviously Japan and another one. You know, there's plenty of haunted forests across the world for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> These are, they're neat. Yeah. Because there's so yeah, many stories to, to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys have anything else you want to add? Negatory Ghost Rider. I don't. All right. Well, if you uh, like what you hear, we are the high kind. We're on every podcast platform of choice. And if you really like us, you can subscribe to our premium program. It's one of the cheapest premium programs out there. And we basically talk about weird news and answer people's questions. And some of these questions get really interesting sometimes. And we do interviews as well with people that are encountering uh, paranormal incidences and just give our take on it. So, yeah, check us out at thehighkind.com and have a great night. And we promise you the cattle mutilation episode is coming. (laughs) One day. One day. (laughs) We're never going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Never do it. I think we should never do it now. (laughs) Holly, if you had had the opportunity to become Ghost Rider, would you?